Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director, and this is The Daily DC. Thanks so much for listening. Today on the podcast, Kamala Harris is still answering about health care. We are four months into the Kamala Harris candidacy for president, and she is still clarifying and attempting to put to bed a lingering interpretation that many people took away from her first town hall with CNN all the way back in January. Uh, Well, yesterday, Kamala Harris, the senator from California, appeared on State of the Union uh, with Jake Tapper. Jake was also the moderator of that initial CNN town hall that Senator Harris did back in January in Iowa, uh, shortly after launching her presidential campaign. And you may recall that in that moment, Jake pressed her on her co-sponsorship of the Bernie Sanders Medicare for All bill, which does essentially eliminate private insurance companies as part of the equation for people, which begs the question for anyone supporting that, of course, that, well, what do you do with people who have private health insurance, either through their employer or what have you, on the Obamacare exchange, and that they're happy with it, inevitably Medicare for all would sort of force them off of it. And this is a pretty, it seems to me, natural question. Uh, Bernie Sanders answers it uh, all the time when he is pressed about it and says that, yes, the goal here, I mean, he says this in black and white in print on his press releases about the bill, is to get rid of corporate insurance company greed and, and what have you. It's sort of one of the goals. So I want to remind you first what Jake and Senator Harris discussed about this back in January in Iowa, just Take a listen to, to their exchange over private health insurance as it relates to Medicare for all. So just to follow up, just to follow up on that, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, to reiterate, you support uh, the Medicare for all bill, I think initially co- co-sponsored by Senator Bernie Sanders. You're also a co-sponsor yes. on, on it. I believe it will totally eliminate private insurance. Um, so for people out there who like their insurance, well, they don't get to keep it? Well, listen, the idea is that everyone gets access to medical care. And you don't have to go through the process of going through an insurance company, having them give you approval, going through the paperwork, all of the delay that may require. Who of us has not had that situation where you've got to wait for approval and the doctor says, well, I don't know if your, your insurance company is going to cover this? Let's eliminate all of that. Let's move on. So, again, Jake said, I believe it will totally eliminate private insurance. So for people out there who like their insurance, they don't get to keep it. And she went on to answer about going through an insurance company is not a process that you would have to go through because everyone gets access to medical care. And so all that paperwork. Yeah, I mean, she clearly was answering about the notion that there wouldn't be a need for private insurance and all that comes with it. At least that's how it seemed pretty clear to me at the time. And by the way, it seemed pretty clear to some of her supporters and aides who instantly started walking it back the day after, saw this as a problem, saw Republicans seizing on this. This is uh, just one of the political traps surrounding the entire uh, Medicare for all piece. And and so her aides attempted to clarify right away. Senator Harris has tried to clarify her remarks on multiple occasions uh, at her second CNN town hall, uh, this one in New Hampshire, moderated by Don Lemon a few weeks ago. She pushed back on the notion that the Medicare for All bill does eliminate private insurance. And that 
is a sort of um, a language. There is a line in the bill that gives sort of this political fig leaf to everyone who supports it uh, that says nothing in this bill should be construed as, you know, getting rid of private insurance. But what the bill actually does is say that if Medicare for all is covering particular service, that private insurance cannot cover it. So it, it basically is like plastic surgery uh, is is what a private insurance company would be for, that you can, you can get a supplemental healthcare plan from a private insurance company. But what is spelled out in the bill of what Medicare for all would cover means in essence that the way you understand what private health insurance companies do today, that would not be their function. They wouldn't exist in that way. There wouldn't be a marketplace for them because they'd be regulated to not be able to cover services that are provided for in the Medicare for all structure. That's how the bill is set up. So that's why the notion that the bill doesn't do that is sort of a very literal reading of the bill as opposed to what is in the essence of the bill. But we are four months into Senator Harris's candidacy. And yesterday she was on State of the Union with Jake Tapper. And in this interview, he revisited that January moment of the town hall that you just heard from Iowa and wanted to have her clarify her remarks yet again. And and this time she offered up a different interpretation of her remarks than she understands many people took. Give a listen. But let's clear what, that. What, what, Jake, which is, which okay, is it exactly? We were, well, we were together. Yes. And you'll remember and roll the tape, please. Yeah, we can roll the tape. <laughs> that, well, you support uh, the Bernie Sanders bill, which essentially gets I rid of insurance. I support Medicare for all, but I really do need to clear up what yes. happened on that stage. Okay. It was in the context of saying, let's get rid of all the bureaucracy. Let's get all of the ways. Oh, not the insurance companies. No, that's not what I meant. I know it was interpreted that way. If you watch the tape, I think you'll see that there are obviously many interpretations of what I said. What I meant is let's get rid of the bureaucracy. So she did not mean to get rid of the insurance company, she says, when she said that line, let's eliminate all of that, let's move on. She is now saying she was saying that in the context of getting rid of the bureaucracy, uh, the red tape. That was her intention in those remarks. I don't dispute or even suggest that she shouldn't be taken at her word. That could have been her intention. That may be what she meant. uh, And she says it is. But the larger political point here is that this is something that now has been going on in her candidacy for four months. And by no means am I suggesting this is defining of the Harris candidacy. She's had lots of other things go on in her candidacy, lots of initiatives that got coverage that she's running on, her teacher pay raise, or whether in her day job taking on Attorney General Bill Barr. There have been lots of uh, Kamala Harris moments having nothing to do with this. So I, I don't mean to suggest that this has been a defining thing, but I do think it is an instructive piece of evidence about Harris's candidacy that she has tried on multiple occasions, in multiple interviews, to answer this and is still in May coming up with a new rationale and interpretation of what she was intending uh, back then. Maybe this will be the last one. She's just going to stick with this all the way throughout. But you heard in her answer to Jake yesterday, she clearly understands that this is something that still needs clarification, right? I mean, she's, she's, I'm so glad I'm going to have the opportunity to sort of clarify what I was saying on that stage. So she sort of embraced the notion that 
her words alone on that stage in January in Iowa were not sufficient. They weren't fully contextualized. They weren't the final word for her on this because it because she's been putting other words around that answer for a long time. And it seems to me that what we heard in her answer to Jake yesterday in the show is probably what we're going to hear throughout the remainder of her run. It felt like a, she had sort of settled on she was referring to bureaucracy and red tape, not to insurance companies. Now, each one of the candidates that has indeed signed on as a co-sponsor to Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All bill, like Cory Booker or Elizabeth Warren, other colleagues of his in the Senate, they too talk about, yes, I signed up for that and I am a co-sponsor of that, but we have to do some other things in the immediate. As soon as I become president, I am going to do X, Y, Z on improving uh, the cost of health care for people, the cost of prescription drugs or expanding access before we get to Medicare for all. They sort of turn Medicare for all into an aspirational goal. And it now seems that Senator Kamala Harris is joining the ranks of Booker and Warren that co-sponsor the legislation so that you are right with the left. You're not you are appealing to the desire in the base of the party to see Medicare for all supported something, by the way, Joe Biden does not do. He does not feel the need to check that progressive left wish list of a box. But Warren, Harris, Booker, Gillibrand, they all did. And uh, what you see in a lot of them now and where I think you have seen Senator Harris move from from January to now is to sort of say, yes, that is the ultimate goal. That is our aspiration in the long term. But in the immediate There will be a role for insurance companies. Maybe you do Medicare for all as an option initially, and then you get there, which is what Cory Booker talks about. And that's different. That's different than where Bernie Sanders is at. So I would imagine you're going to see Bernie Sanders try to draw a very clear distinction between himself and all of his colleagues on this Medicare for all issue when we get to those first debates in Miami. And I think you've already just heard how Senator Harris plans on answering that question on that debate stage in Miami at the end of June. That does it for this edition of The Daily DC. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you'll tune in again right here tomorrow. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.